there's a lot to look at here, especially when we're dealing with a very, this is a medical diagnosis. I do not take this lightly. You're messing with your kid's brain. You've got to make sure you've got good medical care that knows what they're doing with a drug when you have a developing brain. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. I have a seven-year-old son who is a type three. I've been getting reports of bad behavior from the school since kindergarten on a weekly basis. I don't know if he has ADHD or not. He's very good academically, but I get complaints from teachers that he doesn't pay attention, talks too much, gets up from his chair. What does a type three look like at this age compared to a child with ADHD? Seven years old, what are they, in second grade? Mm -hmm. So a second grader. Now, this is where the four types variable is going to create different scenarios in our rewarding communications course that we have in lifestyle, which I recommend you all go through. We look at the combination of each of the um, four types in relationship. So you could actually apply that to what your type of child is with the type of teacher they have. Because with a type two or a type four teacher that has a type three child, especially if they're a three one. And let's say also in lifestyle, we have this beautiful video that shows you the level of movement from the highest to the lowest, looking at dominant and secondary energy types. So the highest movement is three one and the lowest movement is two four. So let's say the child is a three one and that teacher's a two four. There's 10 spaces between them. They live in different worlds. Completely different worlds. Now, let's say the teacher was a 1-3 and stood right next to that 3-1 child in the lineup. Might not even have an issue because you're going to have a higher movement classroom. The one that might struggle in that classroom is the 2-4 down at the other end of the spectrum because they're more inward and they have a more uh, introvert quality to them. See, so all these variables are creating the culture, the environment, the, where your children are. So the, the more practiced you are in using this tool, the more you can assess, this isn't ADHD, this is my child in an environment that just isn't conducive to the level of movement they have. I was on the Child Whisper Facebook group looking to see how many people had asked this question. And I was reading through comments and moms who had had this experience. Mm -hmm. And so many times I read the teacher suggests that they might have ADHD. That it's, I think there's a pattern there that once the child gets into first and second grade, that's still a young age to be expected to sit, you know, through the school mm -hmm. for seven hours. And the, teacher sees a higher movement mm -hmm. and the teacher then suggests this is different this is high movement this is distracted this is this could be ADHD when you were in grade school i remember in kind of the culture of education so like early 90s yeah ADD and ADHD became very prolific in being more common and that somehow teachers were in this experience of suggesting, which diagnosis. I find fascinating because I'm like, you're not a diagnostic professional. Mm -hmm. like, I guess that, you know, they have a lot of experience with lots of kids well, over the years. Maybe a, they feel like they can see the difference. Yeah. But mm -hmm. again, they have a limited point of view that they don't know what's going on at home. They don't right. know the child's diet. There's so many variables that can feed to, into this. It's like on, just yeah. to say, 
your kid needs meds, mm-hmm. I think's kind of a stretch for the role they play. You know, you know, if there's a counselor involved, if there's a doctor involved, if there's testing involved, they have a healthy home environment, they're eating well. Yeah, we might need to consider this. But there's so many things that stimulate a child's behavior to be more aggressive mm-hmm. or not be able to – they might not be in their bo- bodies. They're not grounded. You know, they're just not – they're not present because they just they don't have the proper support in their home environment possibly that they need. So the question is what's the difference between how do I know the difference from a high energy like type 3 or type 1 versus ADHD? Well, so- I would I would read the child whisper and then I'd read Dr. Daniel Amen's book on ADHD. And he has clear symptoms and references to what this really looks like. And then uh, differentiate the two because they're very different. Because a seven-year-old type three child can, when supported in the proper way, be motivated to be cooperative in a school situation and follow the rules. But if they've been pegged as the problem child and now they have a perception of themselves and this teacher keeps... In, you know, get, giving feedback that it's never right or never good enough, their nature is to react. They're not motivated. See, so again, you can't just straight out say, how do I know the difference? There's a lot to look at here, especially when we're dealing with a very, this is a medical diagnosis. I do not take this lightly. You're messing with your kid's brain. You've got to make sure you've got good medical care that knows what they're doing with a drug when you have a developing brain. We have a mom in the child whispering community who shared her success story with this. I'll just read what she shared on the Facebook group. Her name's Angie, and she says, In December, one of my sons was diagnosed at the Amen Clinic with high-functioning autism, ADHD, and OCD. Since Which then, means, I want to I want to inject lot, her real right? quick. In the Amen, Dr. Amen's world, he has six clinics around the country. I've been to his clinic twice to have my brain scanned. He's one of the only psychiatrists that does spec scans for the brain. He'll call this, there's, um, it's brain health. This child, need, it's, his brain needs to get healthier rather than a mental illness. He really likes to classify things as a level of brain health. So it's kind of like the brain is not functioning to the level it can, and there's an ability to correct that and improve the health of the brain. Okay. All right. She continues, since then, we've made food slash supplement changes and started behavior modification techniques and speech therapy. But the thing that has been the most impactful by far, Carol's Healing Center. He and I have been starting the day with a clearing session and then doing clearing sessions when he gets overwhelmed, defiant, angry, etc. Every time he does one, he has an instant mood change, is able to think clearly and relaxes. I feel like I'm able to fully see and appreciate the real him, the caring, compassionate, deep feeling, intelligent boy he is for the first time. Well, I appreciate Angie's acknowledgement of what's available there. And you might wonder, well, why did that make such a big difference? Because he's overstimulated. He has running all this energy that then provokes the misbehavior, the behavior that shows like defiance or too extreme or out of balance. They're moving that energy. They're shifting it. They're cleaning it up. They're bringing it back into balance. They're restoring his energy system into a state of calm. That then is exhibited in his behavior, and we have the power to do that. We're affected energetically every day of our lives. Every, you feel it when you're with certain people. Your emotions change. You can feel 
more and more that uh, the world, we're very vulnerable to states of energy. That's why they even now have a diagnosis called highly sensitive people because <laughs> we have a very stimulating world and we're processing a lot of emotion in our world. You can tell that by the way people will lose control in their language and what they verbally share in social media platforms. The, the, this emotion is provoking all of these conversations that are uncivil. And so we just have a lot of energy moving and the healing center teaches you how to clean it up, bring it to balance and how to carry a very high kind of what we we just say a state of a higher frequency energy that is what we call feeling good. Can you give an example of maybe what she might be doing with him in the healing center and what's there that would well, be beneficial said, for children? We use tapping as the hands-on process for clearing. I have videos that take you through what's called a clearing session. And let's just say clearing for anger. You're just listening to me and you follow along with me. And you know, in many cases, he wouldn't have to even be sitting down and tapping on acupressure points that are on what's called meridian lines that the energy moves because you're actually releasing an overstimulus of energy by the tapping process. And so even he, as a boy, could listen to this and his energy system would respond. And so it's just let, uh, permission. The phrases are like, let go of, I'm not good enough, being put down, negative labels, releasing, it's never good enough, getting in trouble at school, whatever it is that I'm saying in the script. And then we shift to the positives. It's like we've cleaned all that out. Now we're going to really stimulate and activate this positivity that I believe is really the innate truth of who we are. It's not like we're having to create it. We're allowing it to get turned on to become present. So it's say, I'm succeeding. I'm appreciated for who I am. I'm praised for my good behavior. So we're tapping that, and that shifts the energy. She might be learning to do a spinal flush with him. We've actually taught that publicly in Child Whisper content, where that just runs down what's called your governing meridian down your back, your spinal cord, and it just basically flushes off extra energy and brings your, your whole energy system into a calm. You feel it. We've done those since you were little. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when I was doing those mm -hmm. when you were little? Mm -hmm. Mark would come home from grade school and I'd have to spinal flush him because he was so stimulated. And we now know that he has a he's highly sensitive to other people's emotional mm -hmm. states. And he'd come home from school and act out. And I would be so like, ah, what does he need? I wouldn't even peg it on him. I was advanced enough in this work to know something's going on for him. That's when we started doing the spinal flush, cleaning up his energy, letting him get grounded, but kind of and knowing he was a type four made a big difference so that he wasn't this intersection for everybody's energy mm -hmm. and he could hold his own. So that's just, you know, you learn all of these tools to create a healthy state of energy that's, I think, more necessary than ever in our world. Hold that thought. Let's continue this discussion after a short break. What's your mom uniform? Yoga pants? Jeans and a t-shirt? As a mom, you're busy and wardrobe isn't high on the priority list. But do you ever get tired of feeling blah about how you look? Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth program helps you create a personal style that works for you, for your budget, for your family, and for your life. You can look more pulled together in less time. All you need is a little know-how and Carol can show you. Just sign up for a free account at DressingYourTruth.com. 
I think this is really admirable what this mom did. I mean, that's a lot of changes. Food changes, supplement changes, behavior modification techniques, speech therapy, daily clearing sessions. The behavior must have been so, you know, upsetting for the mom and the child both that it was like, this needs some serious help. And 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 they have seen amazing shifts. Angie's a type three. And I hope, yeah, I know I'm a good leader for my type three tribe to go, (laughs) you guys can do this. So that determination Mm -hmm. is a blessing when you're a type three. So what would you recommend for this mom who asked the question? Um, Her son's seven, so maybe first or second grade, has been getting bad behavior from the school on a weekly basis. Right. That That's, you know, that's hard to deal with as yeah. a parent. And I've, what told, it- I've told the story before where when my type two son was little, about 18 months, you know, he kept getting diagnoses after diagnoses of ear infections. And he, I was told he needed to have tubes and he kept getting increased dosages of antibiotics. And I, I got educated. I needed to know what's going on here. I wasn't going to take someone else's word for it. I started to read, study. Those days, you didn't have the internet. But I did a lot of reading, and I got informed. And I knew this wasn't about his immune system. It was about diet. And he had an allergic reaction to numerous foods. And we went a whole different route. And that's because I got educated. You're being invited to start learning. What is ADHD? What's the difference? What's a healthy type 3 look like? So you know, and you can make good decisions for your child. You can get that information in today's world. So where would you recommend someone starts? Well, I think when it comes to diagnostic issues for children, I'm a Dr. Amen has the best content information out there. Amenclinics.com. A-M-E-N. Yeah, even on his website, you can Mm -hmm. find content and he has a book about ADHD. He's looked at brains. Yeah. He's looked at how many it's, it's children's brains. Though, yeah. And that's where Angie paid, you know, does that cost more money to go to an Amen clinic? Yes, but. But you can get that cleared up. She knew exactly, they yeah. knew exactly what they were dealing with then. Mm-hmm. To what degree, too. Because you can see your scan and you can see. Oh, look at the success she's setting your child up for. Though. Oh, I know. You get them these, these tools. Well, that's the difference amazing. too, and like in Chris's case, I cleaned up that re- allergic reaction early. It took us about a year and a half of dietary changes. Very strict. You were all eating brown rice pancakes. It wasn't <laughs> the world we live in today when you can find no grain options. I mean, it was tricky, but I was, I was like, you know, Angie, I'm going to do this. I don't want my child to have this issue. He doesn't have a food allergy allergy to this day. Mm-hmm. So she's setting her son up again to now move into his adult life with an advantage to say, yes, the, will he have these tendencies? Does he have these vulnerabilities? Yes. They're learning how to make up the difference so he can have a really successful life. That's what parenting is, folks. It's just what it is. And some of your children require a bigger investment than others. But you learn so I mean, I, I can teach what I teach because what I've learned because I wasn't willing to settle. Mm-hmm. So what again is showing up in your experience with your children that's inviting you to get more informed, to educate yourself, to be led to the information that's correct for you to know. So you are in that position to be informed in the decisions that are being made in your child's behalf. And you're saying yes or no to them first. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and 
find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.